Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom. A reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and that it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are unique and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly, and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. All right, so today we're talking with my great friend and wonderful, incredible life coach, Carrie Bailey. We're going to talk about how we can make faith-based decisions. She talks to so many women who feel overwhelmed with the decisions in front of them and the, the process of making decisions. And so she's going to break it down. She's going to give you tips for setting up a discernment process for hearing the Lord in your decision making, how you can get started with journaling as a way to talk to God, and why decision making is ultimately a way that we can grow in our trust of the Lord. This is a great great episode that you do not want to miss. But first, I have a fun new resource for you for school year morning devotions, which we all know can get a little crazy. It's called Character Quest with Clive and Ian, and it's a series of five-minute family devotionals from JellyTelly.com. There's 12 devotionals, and they're going to help your kids learn all about 12 important character traits from the Bible, from generosity to courage to compassion and more. So each devotional includes a memory verse, a video, discussion questions, and a prayer prompt about that day's character trait. Now, if you're not familiar with Jelly Telly, Jelly Telly is an incredible website and app filled with over 300, yes, 300 hours of fun and exciting Bible-centered videos. So when your kids ask if they can have screen time, you can feel good about saying yes. From Veggie Tales to Torch Lighters, which is a series of videos about heroes of the faith, there's really something for everyone from a toddler to a teenager and let's be honest, adults too. I have to say my kids and I loved watching Torchlighters together this summer. Now, if you go to inspiretoaction.com forward slash jellytelly and use the coupon code INSPIRED, they're going to give you a free week and a coloring packet so that your kids can stay entertained, whether on screen or off. And when you go to inspiretoaction.com forward slash jellytelly, you can also check out that character quest with Clive and Ian, which is that five-minute family devotional series. So be sure and check that out. Again, that's inspiretoaction.com forward slash jellytelly, J-E-L-L-Y-T-E-L-L-Y, and use the coupon code INSPIRED to get your free week and your coloring packet and check out that five-minute family devotional series. All right, let's jump into our chat today with Carrie Bailey. Carrie Bailey, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You are welcome. Thanks for having me, Kat. I absolutely love you because you help me keep my life together. You, <laughs> you are magical. So I'm absolutely thrilled to share you with the listeners today. Y'all, you are in for a treat. Now, Carrie, can you just give us a little Carrie 101 so that they can kind of get to know you? Sure. Um, I am a child of God. I always try to remember that first. Otherwise, I get 
I get things backwards in my life. Um, I am a wife. My husband's name is Eric. I have two little people, Avery and Wren. They are nine and seven. And I'm a life coach. And that's I've been a life coach now for five years. But prior to that, I spent 20 years in full-time church ministry. Pretty much I've had every job possible inside of a church. And I'm originally a Texas girl that transplanted to Arizona when I was 20-something lived there for 17 years. And then this last year, well, 2016, we moved to Denver, Colorado area. So that is my 101. So you went from desolate Texas to desolate Arizona <laughs> to Denver, Colorado. That's that's not bad. Yes. No, I mean, I'm getting I love used Texas. to the whole snow thing. But, you know, that's basically the struggle right now is the cold. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I am sitting here. I think it's 70 degrees outside and I have an electric blanket on in my office. So I don't think I could survive in Colorado. (laughs) Right. So today we're going to be talking about how do we make decisions? And I think this is just so, so huge, you know, from the big decisions to the little ones, Mm -hmm. because we are just inundated inundated with options and decisions all day long. And honestly, it can get exhausting. Mm -hmm. And so when we're making all these little decisions every day, like, do I biggie size it or do I not biggie size it? Do I get the venti frappuccino or do I get the tall frappuccino? You know, Mm -hmm. there's just so many options all day long in the minutia of life that when we get to the big things, we're, we're probably just tired of making decisions. And we're like, how do I, how do I do this? And how do I even make decisions with wisdom? wisely. Uh, I know this is something you encounter a lot in what you do, coaching women like me who are like, I don't know what to do. So talk us through the the problem a little bit that, that you see women encountering. Oftentimes when I will get an introductory call with a client, they will say, I'm seeking clarity. And that's the word they use. Um, I, I need to decide whether I'm going to homeschool my kids, whether am I going to put my kids in private school. So if I'm going to do that, then am I going to go back to work full time? And then what will it be like if I'm working full time? I won't be able to be there for their school activities. And so all of these decisions are just swirling around in their head and trying to say, where is God leading me? What is it that God wants me to do? And so that word clarity, um, I find is really big in women's lives. And I love, um, there's a book by Emily Freeman called Simply Tuesday. And she says, clarity, when we use the word clarity, it a lot of times it's a nicer word for control. Um, and I just love that idea of stepping back from that and go where are we actually simply trying to gain control rather than living into what it looks like to trust God and have faith in where God is moving and directing our lives. Ooh, that's really good and mm-hmm. slightly convicting. Right. <laughs> Okay, so let's just, you know, let's just say that I'm coming to you with with, you know, a big decision to make. How do I how do I start? What you know, okay. how do I how do I not get clarity, get clarity? What what do I even pursue then at this point? Right. So 
when I say to women, okay, what does clarity mean to you? What would that look like for you? And oftentimes, you know, 99%, they will say, well, I'm simply seeking a sense of peace. Um, I'm seeking that I wouldn't be anxious anymore, that I um, would be calm about this decision I'm making. So then I'll push in and I'll say, well, what is peace mean to you? So let me just ask you that, Kat, like, what, what would you say peace means to you? I think not having things bouncing around my head, wondering if I'm making the right decision or not, but just feeling calm about whatever I've decided. Okay. And so I would say oftentimes that's where we have to go, whoa, we're starting to get this peace word backwards because we're beginning to think of it as a feeling, as something internal feeling, rather than reminding ourselves that peace is actually a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So you set me up. <laughs> I kind of did. I didn't know what you would say, though. We hadn't talked about that. Um, and so to remember, like, what does it actually mean to access peace? That's a power of the Holy Spirit. Like, that's a whole different ball game than thinking of peace as a feeling that's going to, you know, kind of magically come over us um, if we have reached this place of clarity, right? Uh, and so then that's where we have to kind of unpack what does it look like to have faith? What does it look like to trust Jesus? What does it look like to make sure we understand God has given us this ability to make choices? Um, and that if we make choice A rather than choice B, that God's still present in choice A, even if he would love to have seen us make choice B, right? Mm. Um, and so that's that's a hard piece of the pie. I'll stop there. <laughs> that, that's so good. Okay, you're already blowing our minds, you know, four minutes into this interview. So, okay, well, then, but then that backs me way, way up. And it's not <laughs> any longer about what school I pick. And suddenly I'm like, okay, well, now really, where do I start? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, all right, let's, let's go through some tangibles now. So oftentimes we, we get there and we realize like, okay, this is no longer about clarity. This is no longer about a feeling. This is about pushing into what it looks like to trust God. What is it? What does that tangibly look like in our day-to-day -day life? And so often I will say, what does your discernment process look like? Um, and most people haven't put together a tangible discernment process. Uh, and in, in discernment, I'm defining that as how are we actually listening to and hearing God in our life? And so for me, I have, I have three very specific things I do when I'm in the middle of a big choice. And so we're not talking about, you know, do I go through... Chick-fil-A drive-thru or McDonald's. Right? That's, that's a pretty big decision. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about bigger, bigger things. So I'll give you an example. Last year, you know, I said we made this big move to Colorado. Um, and I realized in the kind of few months into it that here I was working at home in this new state where I knew nobody. And I thought, this is not going to allow me to connect in my community. Sure, I could go to church and sure I could volunteer at my kids' school, but I wanted I wanted more than that. And so when I stepped back and looked at the history of my life, the majority of my connections with people have come through working. And so I really had to say, man, do I need to actually give up coaching and pursue a job 
in my new community as a way of making connections. And so that was a really big, that was a big deal for me to consider. And so I said, okay, I'm going to knock on this door. Um, God, I'm simply going to knock on this door and see if you happen to open any doors for me. And sure enough, I had um, I had a full-time offer come in from Mops International, which would have been a really cool organization to work for, right? But it would have caused me to walk away from coaching completely. Um, I had a part-time job offer come in from my kid's school. It was just a few hours a day, every day, would have connected me in my community and would have allowed me to keep coaching. So that was, you know, I was in the middle of that decision. And so what do I do? Um, I first and foremost, I go to my prayer team. I have a prayer team of five people that are set up, pre-wired, pre-determined, and they know that I am going to come to them with an email, a vox, a text, however they best communicate, and I am going to ask them to be in prayer for a set amount of time over a big decision that I'm making. So that's my first kind of step in my discernment process. Um, my second step is I'm a journaler. Not everybody is a journaler. I know that. But I have been journaling since I was a little thing. And that is the way that I hear God best. And, and we can, I'd love to, you know, know how you hear God best. Um, and so I will, I will literally write to God and I feel like God writes me back. And so that's just another way that we communicate. Uh, and then the third thing is uh, I'm in the word. Like that is the other way that I find that clarity, that wisdom, that peace that we're all desiring is that he speaks to me through his word. It's alive and active today. So that is my three-step discernment process. And so really helping people lock in and go, what what's your discernment process? How are you best going to make sure you're trusting? Again, we're back to making sure we're trusting God, having faith that God is at work in the midst of this. Okay, so my first question for you is that prayer team thing sounds great. How does one find a prayer team? Like, so, you know, I know that I've had people who have gone through really difficult things and then they gather a prayer team around them. But how do you, how do you even word, hey, I don't really have anything going on right now, but in case I do, I'd really mm -hmm. like you to be a prayer team. Take me into that process a little bit. Right. Yeah. For me, it's kind of just uh, drawing upon people who've been part of my life for, you know, a long, long time. And so I'm not talking about people who, you know, you run into somebody in the street and you're like, hey, will you pray for me? Oh, yeah, sure. You know, like that kind of thing. Like these are people, one of my prayer team, she was my Sunday school teacher in high school. You know, like I have known her that long and she is just a faithful woman of prayer. Um, one of them is my my business partner. Like she's just a partner in me um, with a retreat ministry that I own. And so she is faithful with me in prayer. So it's, it's those people that are deep rooted um, that you know are, are going to God every single day. And that honestly, that invitation to be their prayer partner wouldn't even be odd to them because prayer is so much a part of their life. You know, you hear people refer to prayer warriors um, and I don't, I don't necessarily call them that, but but that's the kind of people I'm talking about, like people that you just know uh, that is wired in their DNA. They are they love to do it. Um, they're going to be there. They're not going to um, just kind of toss one up every now and again, but they're really going to go to God every single day with your request. I love it. You know, just even mentioning that process 
just you know just feels more peaceful is what I almost said mm-hmm. but then I'm like wait no wait but peace isn't a feeling <laughs> it feels so much calmer and less right. stressful uh, just right. to to think okay I have this decision and then here is my process because my personality type is like, okay, I have this decision. Let me just have it be like a ping pong ball in my brain, bouncing around constantly, dropped into all these conversations with all these different people. And what does everybody think? And it just mm-hmm. feels sort of chaotic. And so I love the idea of having a process before the e- need even arises mm-hmm. that you can yep. then drop the need into. And it just feels more calm to mm-hmm. you know to to think through that that way uh, okay so journaling what yes. does journaling look like to you so journaling for me started when i was 5 barely could write uh, but i had such vivid dreams as a little kid that my mom got tired of hearing every single detail of them and so she literally handed me a, you know a quote diary then and said write it down carrie like write it all down and so that was my beginning to journaling. And you can literally look back. I have my, I still have my five-year-old little journals. uh, And you can see me already talking to God in those journals. Like, God, I really like Henry. I think he's cute. You know, it was those (laughs) kinds of things that were just really simple then. Uh, And so for me, it, it hasn't changed much. I think of it as the way that he and I communicate. And so I will... I call it throwing up on paper. I know that's really graphic (laughs) and vivid, but that's what I call it. Like I just throw it all up. Um, God, here's the places I'm stressed. Here's the places I'm angry. Here's the places I'm hurt. Here's the places I'm tired. Here's where I'm frustrated. And then I allow myself to take a deep breath and simply listen um, to how he responds to all of that. And I do it after I've been in the word. Um, So oftentimes after I've read scripture, that's where I go. And then I, the responses I hear back from him are met with um, reminders from the truth. Like, no, (laughs) sorry, Carrie, but here's what I'm teaching you. Here's what I tell you. Here's how I'm growing you. Um, And so that's just sort of our back and forth way that we do it. Uh, You know, some people will say, so you're saying that God literally writes back to you. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm saying. (laughs) Like Metaphor. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that through, you know, scripture that I've read and through um, just allowing myself to slow down enough, I can hear how he's speaking back to me through my own words coming out on paper. So, so I'm really curious about the whole journaling thing because I, I've struggled with it. I've wanted to do it at times and there were seasons when I did it, but I feel like more and more I'm really self-conscious about, oh, but what if some, what if somebody sees this? Is this, mm. does this sound dorky? Does this sound, maybe it's because no. I write now for the online world and I'm like evaluating and critiquing everything that I write that it's very hard for me to journal. So, yeah. you know, how, what do you, what do you do when you feel that way? Yeah. So two things you said, you know, will somebody see this? And I've really struggled with that because there's a piece of me that wants to leave my journals behind as a legacy for my kids um, so that they can know their mom in a whole different way. One day, (laughs) not now, one day. Um, And at the same time, I also have it written into my will that my journals will be burned. Uh, so <laughs> those, are, those are a bit at odds. 
<laughs> right? So obviously I can't decide which one I really want. Um, but I think it is important to know, you know, eventually to to know what will happen to them. Uh, one thing that I did, and, and this was years ago, and I hesitate to mention this book because it's secular, but I'll go ahead and just give it a disclaimer. So it's called The Artist's Way, mm-hmm. and it's by Julia Cameron. And again, you know, I'll just mention it's it's spiritual, not Christian, uh, just so you know. But one of the things she really encourages you to do is write what she calls morning pages. And so first thing in the morning, when you wake up, you write three full pages. So like, think of like a legal pad size kind of image um, without stopping. So just write for three full pages. And that is really what I feel like my style of journaling is. Like I don't stop. I don't critique. I'm not looking for periods. Like I'm just literally throwing it all out there on paper without any expectation. And as a blogger really had to come to a point where I said, this is not for anybody else. This is between me and God. And there's very different writing that happens when I'm writing for, you know, a devotional book or a guest post or something like that. Um, And so just really removing that quote writer side of me from the God and me journaling process has been important. I like that. And did I hear somewhere that the morning pages, you can throw them away when you're done if you want to? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, yeah. She just says they're just to get out Get it, get the, get the stuff out of you in the morning so you can kind of move on. Cause a lot of times we get stuck simply from when we wake up because our brain is so full of thoughts. And so her thought process in it, process in it is get it all out on paper, throw it away, tear it up, do whatever you need to do. And then let's move on to the rest of the day. You know, see that feels so much more doable to me because nobody's going to see it. I can have a nice little candle just sitting at my desk where all my morning pages get burned. There you go. Yep. <laughs> Gone. Poof. Okay. So the word, how do you, you know, do you just open your Bible and you read wherever it falls? Do you have scriptures that you go to? What does that look like in your decision-making process? Yeah. So I am a, I'm a, I'm a read a whole book girl. Um, I'm not a jump around girl. Um, So like right now I happen to be in the book of Philippians. And so, you know, one of the things that's jumping out of out to me in Philippians is in chapter two, um, Paul is referencing that that Jesus came to this earth as a servant, um, that he did not take on playing God. Um, he took on being Jesus, even though he was 100% human, 100% God, and could have took on that role, he instead humbled himself as a servant to us. And so for me, that's again, that's just another reminder, like, it's not mine to try and be in control, in charge, responsible for everything. Instead, it's my job to trust God uh, in the little things and in the big things. And so again, I go back to this process is not about... um, you know, finding clarity, this process is about understanding and learning more of what it looks like to trust God in our everyday. Uh, and so all of these three things, so the prayer team, the journaling, the scripture, grow my trust deeper and deeper. I'm not saying I've got it figured out by any means. Like any any little thing can get pointed at me and I'm like, oh, 
darn, like scrambling. <laughs> and then I come back, you know, to this process and then find that peace, find that clarity, all those kind of feelings can kind of fall into place, you know. So with the whole job situation mm-hmm. that you're pondering, yep. how did you walk us through, you know, you're thinking about this, then you took it to your prayer team, then you journaled, then right. you went to the word and then you trusted God. How did you come to a decision? Mm-hmm. So, you know, the piece of this that I'm I'm leaving out is I filtered, so full-time job versus part-time job with coaching versus simply staying with coaching, staying when what was totally comfortable for me and not pushing myself out into community. And so I had to filter that through what I call my soul values. Um, and so that's something, you know, you and I walked through that process of going, okay, how has God wired my values inside of me? And so for me, my values are faith, family, friendship, creativity, and balance. And so when I took those three, option A, option B, option C, and then filtered them through um, my soul values, they really came out kind of wonky um, because any sort of, you know, full-time job, part-time job with coaching was going to throw me off balance. Mm -hmm. It really was. I knew that was going to happen. So that one was like, eh, that one stinks. Um, Full-time job, was going to throw everything <laughs> off balance. <laughs> like it just was like working a nine to five that was going to be commuting to downtown Denver. I, as much as like I was enticed by the idea of working for Mops International uh, and, and what that would look like for my career, I just knew in my heart of hearts that was going to th- throw my family, which is, you know, priority number two after faith into an absolute frenzy. Not that it couldn't be done, but it wasn't a choice I had to make monetarily. And Mm -hmm. so I took that one off the plate. And when, when it was time for, you know, they sent that, they sent that request for the final interview and I had to just even turn it down at that point. Like I, I closed the door on that. So then really I was left with part-time job, Um, with coaching or just sticking with coaching. And I decided that for a season, for one year, it was really valuable for me to push into what it would look like to create friendships and community in this new place. And so I committed to the part-time job for one year. Now, has it thrown me off balance? You betcha. (laughs) It has. Um, I had to learn new ways of being. I had to learn new organizational skills. I've learned to shop through online shopping like tremendously. I do click, click, whatever it's called, click list. You know, I do all these new things that have helped bring a sense of order. And so in the long run, I go, Kat, God has taught me so much just by making that one simple choice. Even though it's been stressful, even though I wouldn't I would tell you every day there's a sense of unsettledness in me, like I'm not at peace um, when I have to leave for that job. I would much rather be coaching all day, every day. But at the same time, God's taught me so much that I'm thankful that that's the choice I made. Do you feel like it's built those relationships that you were looking for? It has. It's absolutely done what it needed to do. Um, and so I, you know, I just go, you know, we've only got five weeks left of the school year. I can make it another five weeks and then go back to uh, the way I, I, in the long term, love it to be. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like not only were you trusting God in the process of making the decision, but even once the decision has been made, it's been a process of trusting him that this was 
the best decision and that he is teaching you and growing you all in the journey of this new job. Absolutely. And, and going, trusting that if I hadn't made that choice, like trusting if I had chose to stay with coaching full time, that God would have paved a way there. And even trusting, you know, cause I had a, I had a client the other day, she was seeking financial, they needed a different financial situation for her house. And so she had been seeking a job and she took the first thing that came along. Um, she thought it would be a great fit and she went for it. And two weeks into it, it was not a fit whatsoever. Um, she was miserable. Um, it was how she was ending up working the weekends, like none of it was good. Mm -hmm. And so she found herself going, but Carrie, if I resign, I feel like an absolute failure. You know, I'm two weeks into this and I'm quitting. Like she doesn't want to be a quitter. She's a Texas girl. Um, that's not even in her vocabulary. And so we walked through that process. Like, well, why are you afraid to quit? You know, what is it? Well, because what are they going to think of me? I'm like, who cares? Like, really? Like, who cares what they think of you? So she went for it. She went, she did it. She was like, okay, I'm going to resign. And do you know that same day she got a call for an interview at a real estate office that was the pay, the hours, the everything she's needed. She's three weeks into that and she's in love, um, absolutely in love. But was the value was in the job that she wasn't a fit, we stepped back and we said, what wasn't a fit about this? Like what didn't work? And let's apply this to that next thing, you know? So making sure we take those decisions, even that go haywire and choose to use them as a way to learn. So good. So good. So when we're in this process of decision making, we've, you know, given the decision to the, our prayer team, we've been journaling about it. We've been studying scripture about it. At what point do we just make a decision? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's where we have to remind ourselves that God does give us a choice. You know, we, we've we been given free will, and so we get to make that choice. And so for me, it, uh, you know, a lot of times it does come down to that, we need a decision from you, right? Like somebody else is asking for the decision. And so it's like, okay, I got to send the email or I got to confirm. Uh, and we do just have to step out on that. I call it stepping out on the diving board and jumping off because I'm not a fan of water. So it's, it's just kind of getting out there and making the jump. Um, I'm in the process of, uh, I've taken the month of April to pray about a decision um, regarding a future business thing. And so really praying and here I am, I'm only what we have five days, four days left of April. And I feel really indifferent about it. And I don't like that. But I keep reminding myself like a feeling uh, isn't what gets to dictate my decision. What dictates my decision is does this line up with who God has called me to be? Um, does this line up with my core values? Does this line up um, with with what's right versus what's wrong? And so I'm not letting the feeling of feeling indifferent be what's dictating me. Instead, I'm relying on, you know, going back through my journaling notes. I'm literally cataloging all my notes from my journaling process and going, okay, are there themes? Are there patterns I'm seeing? You know, at the end of this week, I'll check in with my prayer team who's been praying for the month and say, okay, I need to know what you've heard too. And then I'll lay all that out. And I'm looking 
I'm looking for repetition. Again, I'm looking for this. I was the girl who could always do the Rubik's cube. Like I'm a pattern, I'm a pattern girl. Um, and so I'm looking to see if things are repeating. I'm looking to see what God is confirming, um, in all of that. And then that's how I'll, you know, decide, okay, here's my yes. Here's my no. I love that. I love that phrase, looking for repetition. That just brings uh, that. And now I'm afraid to use the word peace and clarity right now. Um, <laughs> that brings so much clarity yeah. to the concept um, and processing through all, all of the information and all the things that, you know, especially if you're praying over something for an entire month, mm-hmm. uh, to look back through those journaling pages, to look back through the scriptures that God has highlighted and to, you know, hear back from that prayer team. Instead of just having this mass of information, I love that you bring it down to the single point of what's the repetition here. Right, right. And it's kind of like when we were little, remember how you'd make the list, like the pros and cons list, right? Mm -hmm. Or even in college, I would make lots of pros and cons lists. And I feel like it's my my more adult version of my pro and con list, like my more mature version of my pro and con list. (laughs) I love it. So, Carrie... Just to the mom right now who's listening, who feels like she has a big decision mm. on her plate, just and she's afraid of making the wrong decision. You know, mm-hmm. I know she's, she's listened to this whole chat with you, uh, but she still feels that weight. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say to her? I would say, um, goodness, it feels like threefold. So I, you know, I would just say, do you trust God? That's the question I would ask is, do you trust God? And if that answer is yes, then there is no wrong decision because any one way that we go, um, he will teach and grow us, even if it doesn't end up being a right fit for you. So good. So good. He can redeem any situation. I think if so if so many of us just look at our lives and we can see all of the decisions that we've made or decisions other people have made that um, we wish they hadn't, but God has brought things around and he's redeemed them. So the more we just pursue him and follow him, he's going to be faithful to to reveal his will to us. And we don't need to be afraid because he's going to, um, he's going to, I'm blanking on the verse, but the one that says, um, God works all things together for the good of those who love him. Was that Romans? Yes. Something. It's Romans something. There's your challenge for the week, friends. (laughs) I want you to tag Carrie and I on Instagram and tell us that scripture reference that I'm blanking on right now. I'm the cat Lee underscore on Instagram. Carrie, what's your Instagram? I'm at Carrie C. Bailey. Tag us, and if you do, I'll send you something, a free book of <laughs> some kind coming up. Actually, yeah, you know what I'll send you guys? Actually, no, I won't tell you. I'll send you something. So tag us on Instagram and tell us what scripture reference I'm totally blanking on. All right, Carrie, thank you so much for sharing with us today. I really appreciate it. You are welcome. All right, bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. 
And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercies. May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk in.